Recording in progress. Here we are again. Episode do four. You see? Do you see? Do, do you see? Do you see? Right before he fucking catches Philip Seymour Hoffman on fire in that wheelchair. Remember that movie? What? It was Red Dragon. Do you see? Do you see? That is just great. Um, okay, here we go. Episode four. The, our goal was four episodes, and we reached it. So... <laughs> Nailed it. After this, it's all gravy. All right. So I wanted to say that I have made a big decision. Okay. And I have decided to start an aerospace company. Well, that seems all right. Okay. All right. You know, I'm the last billionaire to do it, but I figured that (laughs) everyone's doing. You Um, are the last billionaire to do it. Got a few investors lined up and there's some loose ends to tie up or whatever. But the most exciting thing I've got is uh, I got a hold of a few consultants. It's like actually kind of a success story with them. You know, it's three young guys from New York. Uh, Nice. Yeah. They started out as a street gang and they've apparently been putting things into orbit since 1988. Wow. So I have a little bit of audio here from um, the last quarter's board meeting. If you'd like to hear it. Actually, I would. I would like to hear your minutes, please. All right. So here's the audio of them from their board meeting. Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. Uh, Yep, that is the Los Locos. They sound great. I was actually going to ask what have they put into space, but... Balls. I guess I know. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't have the face or ass technology down. No, not yet. yet. <laughs> uh, but, but the balls can go into outer space pretty easily. I have been assured that they are working on it. So anyway, they're pretty aerodynamic, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on the balls. <laughs> all right. So that's all I here we go. Episode four. Uh, I'm Brady Birkenmeyer. I'm Brent Wilkinson. And I'm Gary Berg. And this podcast is completely unsolicited. guys we're back uh for episode four really having having a total blast with this thing uh you may have noticed we do not have much of a release schedule uh because we're uh three grown-ass men with lives uh and nobody's paying us to do this so we're just kind of doing it when we can just fyi this is when we can get together so if you're annoyed that it's not coming out every week or every two weeks or something then um I don't know. Suck it, I guess. Uh, yeah. And if you're annoyed that it is coming out every couple of weeks, every, then suck it. Also, that it's it coming out at all. That it suck exists it. in the first place, then also suck it. Um, you can't stop us. Uh, I've seen a couple of you out at the bar and everybody gives me an excuse as to why they have not yet emailed us. But I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. Email us. It's at completely unsolicited at gmail.com. Say or do whatever you want. We Anything that comes in, uh, we'll read uh, because we're, you know, starved for attention. Word. Um, anyway. I didn't have any family. You don't up. have any family? I didn't grow up. Are you so Batman? I'm definitely starving for attention. Yeah. Well, if I was Batman, I wouldn't tell you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Harry, take the glasses off. Take the glasses off. You're shaped like Batman. Uh, okay. So now we're going to get, we have a couple of cool, fun bits for you. Uh, this episode, but of course, we'd like to start with the old favorite, uh, Brent's Dick News. 
All right, this is Dick News. I've got a brand new Dick News song for you. and beyond amazing uh, you're welcome I get, I get bored and i don't have a life so i God, make I'm so songs in my room by myself you have discovered stick news though that is just such a good use of your time fuck isn't it just fuck that's so good uh, all right brent what happened this week uh in dicks in the world of dicks this week in dicks this is from the New York Post. From around the dicks. So they always, uh, they, they like to class it up real nice. Oh, the, the Post, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack and the Bean Block. Man gets six kidney beans stuck in penis while trying to express Why? himself. Not trying to what? Express himself. All right. I guess if you do it for an art installation, what is... Okay, just tell me. What did he put in there? Some beans, man. Kidney beans, <laughs> which are not a small bean. Not like a black bean. Beans is one of our sponsors. <laughs> I got my hands tied. They forced me to plug this. A kidney bean is a big bean. And there were six of them in his penis. Six of them inside the old dick hole. So a Randy Michigan man. Randy? Redefined re cock block after he got six kidney beans. Oh, watching come his on. Urethra. New York. Post. During a bizarro attempt at sexual gratification, unnamed 30 year old patient had reportedly wanted to express the beans during ejaculation. Oh, no. According to a winsworthy report published in the Journal of Urology oh, Case no. Reports. So the sexual eccentric shoved six kidney beans in his urethra and attempted to expel them via natural emission. So he's trying to use his dick like a BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> beans out of his dick. You have to know that's not going to work. Without planting your seed, for sure. Oh, come on, Gary. <laughs> the funny thing about dry beans is when you put them in a moist environment, they expand. Oh, no, they get all mushy. Oh, no, no, everything's terrible in my brain. So, however, oh, his pea shooter jammed during the process, prompting him to try to remove them with tweezers. Oh, fuck. Oh. This None of that worst. sounds this might be like the worst one good. we've ever done. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> the backed up bean stalker also admitted Ugh. it wasn't his quote unquote first time participating in this practice, oh. although he never attempted to utilize this many beans. Holy shit. So he has created a BB gun before, I guess uh, he, this has worked. I just before. He just overreached. They don't say anything about the distance he was getting off these. Like it seems like it's <laughs> his eyes were just a little bigger than his stomach. Uh, uh, in this and case. by stomach, we mean <laughs> dick yeah. hole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. done this is the impressive part. He's done this. Five yeah. beans, fucking good to go, brother. You're no problem. <laughs> Six. Six. Six beans. is too much. <laughs> and now he knows. So that's important. Day late and a bean short. 
So a subsequent <laughs> CT scan confirmed that the poor soul harbored six beans in his urethra, measured 15 millimeters by seven millimeters each. That's a nine millimeter at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for him. Nine mil- yep. <laughs> Busting caps. Uh, four were located between the urethral entrance and the urine pouch, which is, is the, Whoa. your urine pouch, your bladder. Yeah. Why would you call it a your, urine? Pouch? Is there another tinier bladder? A bean, would, another bean size sack. That seems excessive. All right. You know, you can uh, have a multi- uh, shitload of. Spleens. Oh, no, no, no. Here it says, uh, well, another head strayed all the way into the bladder. So he just oh, okay. just uh, pushed that right into the old. Oh, my God. His, oh, uh, my God. I'm, I'm going to throw up. OK, so after initially failing to extract the urethral infiltrators, the fucking post is ridiculous. I Medics know. managed to remove one legume by applying a uh, numbing cream to the area and then squeezing the penile. Ah! So they, 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 they numbed it up and then just fucking ah! rang it out, rang it out like a dish rag. Oh. <laughs> like, remember the guy that had the um, uh, cock ring stuck on him and they used mm-hmm. the jaws of life? Yeah. Sounded like they kind of did one of those, but inside his dick hole. Oh, uh, they inserted a tube, uh, which they passed surgical implements. Okay. And then plucked out the right, taco toppers. It. Taco toppers. The post is ridiculous. God yeah. They were, tweezer like tool and place them in a basket. So, tweezer like tool. Can you just okay. fucking tweezers? Taco topper. Who the fuck's putting kidney beans on their tacos? That's Don't gross. get on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, Gary. Kidney beans are purely like a. Uh, they don't a belong stu- on a taco. They're a, they're a chili bean. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Not a taco bean. You're right. Chili cannon. It sounds like his shit got so swollen up that they couldn't retrieve the other ones. Oh, no. Eventually, I'm assuming he got them out. Like they, they've got to like. He's dead now. Like, what? how does the story end? They've got to mush up and just like Ugh. piss out chunks or something. It's unfair if someone would have ever treated their manhood like a rain Ugh. stick. They're, they're so funny. Yeah, you know what? And oh. honestly, they're kink shaming because docking is a thing of like your pee hole being an erogenous zone. Uh, oh. So fuck them. Yeah. People do that. I'd see a porno movie made out of this called Jack of the Beancock. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. That's a home run. That is a home run, Gary. Down in the bean docks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, uh, yeah so then it just says experts have also blamed sounding quote unquote sounding yeah oh sounding is what i thought that's what i meant I, to say. That I i pictured it in the same thing in yeah my head. yeah docking i think um, i mean a bizarre sexual proclivity defined by sticking foreign bodies in one's urethra right. in 2019 a man in saudi arabia made the world wince after revealing that he had harbored tweezers in his urethra for four years I mean, if you're not using it as a pocket, you're just you're just missing. What are you you doing? (laughs) Then what are you doing with it? God gave you a penis pocket. Use it. Use it. So, yeah, don't stick beans in your dick hole is the moral of the story. I mean, don't stick six beans in your dick hole. Five beans. is the more oh, it depends on the dick, I guess. Dick, yeah, okay. I'd be able to fit eight beans in there. It'd be all You're right. Not, you are not wrong. You are <laughs> okay, not that's wrong. true. Yeah, I'm a I'm a one bean type of dude. I guess just take it <laughs> one bean at a time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> just uh, you know, that's a good outlook of life. I think. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. I mean, whatever. If it, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's a kink. So like, kinks will just get you killed or maimed sometimes. That's what. Autoerotic asphyxiation exfixi- exfixi- is. There you go. Sound it out. And uh, and the whole all that stuff of like, yeah, just damaging. There was that serial killer, the real weird one that like was into blood and 
like drinking blood and stuff. I think Ed Gein, I can't remember. Uh, oh but yeah, he, he like, was all big sexual pervert. He stuck like like, uh, like needles in his taint. You are talking about Albert Fish, sir. Albert Fish. Albert Fish. Okay, okay. one of yeah, the famous he, cannibal killers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, there's rumor, and that I, I've heard it both ways too. Or he had so much metal shoved into his groin that he shorted out the electric chair the first time. <laughs> Bad, I need that in a movie Whether that's true or not Fuck it, it's true Yeah, exactly. listening to this podcast If you believe our podcast for any information we, That is absolutely true I was there We make reality on this show uh, Okay, I have a dick news story Gary, did you have one? Do you want to go first? Sure, I mean, yeah, I just sit around and look up dicks News yeah, all the it time. is a weird Google search. That is for sure. <laughs> I know. I always try to like, like, uh, get rid of the history. You know, yeah, after yeah, I'm done, like, I don't want to die with this on there. <laughs> there ain't no getting rid of that history. <laughs> My kids are gonna be like, "What the hell was he doing?" So mutilated um, dick stories, <laughs> mutilated dick pictures. So this might not be about a real dick, but in um, Denmark, there is a children's cartoon about a guy with a giant dick. Yes. And his dick just like has a mind of its own and runs around and does stuff, you know, but it's attached to him. His name is John Dillerman. Look up the pictures of this. Look, this is look a, them yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, he's like wearing this fucking bathing suit. It's an thing. educational show for kids. It's what's it called? <laughs> uh, John Dillerman. Okay. And Diller in Denmark is like a word for like it's like wiener. You Diller. know, like oh. it's kind of a funny word for dick. You know, Who beans in the Diller. Oh, Diller. son of a bitch! Look at this. This. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he gets into shenanigans, like a la Curious yeah. George. Yeah. Yeah. That's the impression I'm getting. <laughs> and this is totally okay over there. Like you know, they're just like, yeah, any cartoons over here, they just whatever. Let's go free for all. You know. Oh shit! His dick is <laughs> yeah. holding a bunch of balloons. This is amazing. Well, His yeah, dick I mean, is lighting nice up dick. a party. <laughs> and they put they attached a bunch of lights to it. It's a very uh -huh. friendly dick. <laughs> It's not an angry dick. Dillerman. I want to see if there's any episodes on YouTube. That would be dope. Intro. Oh, 30 minutes of John Dillerman. It's just the intro. Well, uh, I want to find it. Somebody email us that. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you can find us episodes. By yeah, I bet you can't find it, pussies. We'll do a... <laughs> I fucking dare you. That is how that you get the internet to do what you want. You challenge That it. you can't. It's a show for kids, and it's too risque for us Americans. Okay. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we shoot people in church, but we can't handle a dude with a big dick. We cannot handle genitals of any kind. Like, it, and in like every Marvel movie, if two characters are going to kiss, they better be like a mommy and a daddy because. Yeah, I mean, even in like Family Guy, like they're pretty racy, but even they can't do the dick thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess Rick and Morty's pretty close. They fit in uh, dicks and balls and pussies in the yeah. design of the show as much as like humanly possible. So right. like, that's the closest I think we get here. Uh, okay. I got a Dick news story after smoking marijuana. Uh, and I don't know, uh, a Sam is, is that a country? I don't know. It says a Sam or a S S a M Sam. In a way, after smoking marijuana, man chops off his penis out of fear of religion. So this is, I think, just kind of covers everything. This is our sort of our thesis. So Assam is a state show. in northeastern India. Oh, okay. So Assam. Um, anyway, a guy from there, in a bizarre incident, a man under the influence of cannabis chopped off his penis 
on uh, it was May 19th. He smoked cannabis and in the state of psychosis, I guess, cut off his penis. He says he it says he also does other drugs. So I don't know. Maybe the it wasn't just the weed, man. I'm going to say that's some good ass weed. But um, he chopped up his penis to repent for his sin. My religion does not allow me to take cannabis. After I smoked it, I was worried that something bad was going to happen to society. I chopped off my penis for the greater good and to repent my action. It was the only way. <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? <laughs> Do you see? It's just a penis sitting in the wheelchair. Oh. And then later, it's, he's caught it on fire and throws it down that hill. You know, a lot of these penis stories come from that side of the world. Like, what the hell's going on over there? Well, that and Florida. Like, whatever. <laughs> We've got it. We've got those people, too. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much the whole story. It's just a guy. He got a little stoned and he thought God would be mad at him for getting a little stoned. So uh, I want to smoke whatever he was smoking. Like, I want that good as shit. <laughs> Gary, you're going to chop your penis off. <laughs> well, I'll put on a chastity belt before I do it. <laughs> like, I'll prepare oh, that's for a good this. idea. Yeah, right, right. It's metal underwear. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm going to smoke this kind of weed, <laughs> like, take all the knives out of the house. So you need to use that as an advertisement for their weed. Like, weed so good, you chop your own dick off. Cut his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an energy drink, though, not, not weed. Yeah. Like, you cut his dick off. <laughs> it's just the percentage of THC in it. It just says THC percent. <laughs> Cut your own dick off. <laughs> dick off levels of THC. Yo, dog, this has cut your dick off levels of THC. Uh, anyway, so that's my dick news. I guess that's our dick news segment. Uh, I did want, so I'm not a um, historian by any stretch. I like history. I just wanted to uh, talk about this random thing that I learned about, and I learned about it from a history podcast called The Dollop. Um, they are much better at this than I am going to be, but I wanted to just bring this to everybody's attention. It's called Pope Night or Pope Day. You guys ever hear about Pope Day? No. It's a, it was a holiday. A celebration of the Pope? It is actually the polar opposite. It is uh, we burn the Pope in effigy. Oh, wow. It was a colonial Boston holiday, and it went on for years and years, 100 years or more. It started with Guy Fawkes Night, which is, a, the, I don't know if you guys have read V for Vendetta. No, I believe I saw the movie at one. Watch the movie. Yeah. So Guy Fawkes, that stupid mask that Anonymous wears, mm -hmm. he was a, I mean, terrorist uh, or revolutionary, depending on whose side you're on, who right. attempted to blow up parliament. It was it was called the it, it goes. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And, and it's celebrated in Britain, Guy Fawkes night, where there's like fireworks and stuff like explosion is part of the holiday, which I find awesome. But he tried to blow up British Parliament with a bunch of gunpowder in order to establish a Catholic monarchy. They were Catholics. And they were like, we're going to take down the Protestant leadership of this country. And, and they performed a terrorist act or they tried to. The gunpowder didn't go off. And then they all got caught and it was discovered and blah, 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 blah. So in colonial Boston, the Protestants, anyway, they celebrated it the opposite way of like, fuck Guy Fox, fuck the Pope, like fuck Catholics. And so it was a anti-Catholic holiday celebrated on November 5th in colonial Boston every year for, yeah, it went on for a long time. 1768 here it says. It so they is, burn uh, effigies of the Pope. They would burn. So what they would do is, yeah, the north of Boston 
would all make their effigy of the Pope, like a giant, like picture like a parade. And it's like, like a giant fucking Pope on a wagon or whatever. Burning Man, but... South, yes, but Popes. And South Boston would do the same thing. They would make theirs or whatever. And they would meet in the middle and they would kick the fucking shit out of each other. Just a guar concert. Just fucking <laughs> bat, Just Yeah, everybody would just whoop, whoop the shit, which is so funny because it's like you're both Protestants who hate Catholics, but you're fighting each other anyway. So they would whoop the shit out of each other. Whoever won the fight was the one who got to burn their effigy first. So as the as it went on, it was a very violent psycho holiday. And as it went on, it was always these poor people that were basically doing it. And they were like, you know what? This fucking Pope Day is expensive. It's expensive to build these goddamn popes. It's expensive to buy all this food. They dress up their kids and stuff like that. Like this shit's expensive. We should take a tax from the people around here. So they would go to the rich neighborhoods and they would knock on the doors and they would sit, they would read off a little poem and be like, Hey, you need to contribute to uh, Pope day. Like this is we're, we're knocking on everyone's door of the rich, you this know, kind of sounds like a missed opportunity for Ikea. It's <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, they're basically bullying the rich into paying for this thing. Cause it's a very much like, well, give us some, coins or we're a huge unruly drunken mob that has violence on our brains so in that way it was like kind of as close as america got to the purge sort of like it was this day that you would look forward to every single year when you would get together beat the shit out of the guys from the other uh, side of town <laughs> go intimidate the rich into giving you money and then burn this fucking effigy of catholicism it was uh -huh. oh, fuck, it was amazing. Like I said, just, I, this is something I want to come back really bad. Like, not that I have anything against Catholics, but I do hate the rich. Um, <laughs> if Pope Day happens on the same day the Sox lose, like they just fucking this, burn the whole city down. Don't fucking Sox, motherfucker. <laughs> Bam. Just, yeah, it's just and it just cracks me up to think of this night where. Yeah. And then uh, uh, this might be speculation, but Towards the end, the holiday had, had sort of lost its teeth, which happens, you know, to holidays. And it was less about the violence. And it was more about like you would give kids potatoes and they would carve the Pope out of it and then like smush them and stuff. Or you'd dress your kid up, you know, potato costumes. costumes. Yeah, they had. Yeah, <laughs> they had costumes and shit. Or, and, and the whole knocking on the door and asking for money thing. There are some who speculate that perhaps it was sort of folded into American Halloween because it's November 5th, which is what six yeah. days, oh, uh, yeah. five days after what we do is hot for Halloween now. So I don't know. I found that story super goddamn interesting. And I think purge night is something that we do need to bring back in this country <laughs> in order to make the rich uh, fear us once again. I wonder if anyone's ever stuck a potato Pope in their dick. <laughs> I have done five, but I, I will not do six. Maybe a fingerling potato, but definitely not a russet potato. I like that Gary <laughs> is already thinking of the logistics of how we can do it. I have believe in him. Maybe a French fry. <laughs> like, I'm not going to stick a large potato in my dick, but I will put a fingerling potato. But the fingerling potato, that's the one to do it with. That would work, I think. Uh, anyway, that's my attempt at a history thing. Uh, maybe I'll work a, a weird history thing in every once in a while. I like it. Works. I think you should.
I like weird stuff. Yeah. No, we um, the next thing is silly <laughs> words. Gary, do you have silly words? I found a couple. Okay. There's tons of them out there, but I snagged onto a, a couple. I have a couple too. I have a couple of phrases, kind of. So the first word I found was blatherskite, which is someone who blathers a lot. And I'm guessing that means just blah, 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 blah. That was uh that was uh Gizmo Duck's catchphrase, blathering blatherskite. Holy <laughs> shit! I was wondering why I had heard that before. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's why I caught on to it. I was like, that one sounds good. Probably because I've heard it. <laughs> blatherskite? Is that how you say it? Blatherskite. Blathering oh, yeah, blatherskite. Blither- yeah, blithering blatherskite, sir. Yeah, and he was Giz- Gizmo, Gizmo Duck. Duck. Yeah, that was awesome. Also, was <laughs> he based on Robocop? Like was Robo Duck was Robocop that violent rated R movie worked into the DuckTales? Like, is that yeah. a thing that happened? Because yeah. that's weird, right? Fenton, Fenton Crackshell was his name, and he said blathering blatherskite, and then he turned into fucking Robocop. Holy shit. <laughs> wow, just, that was a great word to pick then. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you just see one of those ducks like get covered in the acid, and he comes out as that like jelly guy that gets smushed in the car. Remember how violent RoboCop is? Super oh, yeah. violent. Great See, movie. In the, in the beginning when he's getting blasted. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, they blow his fucking hand off with a shotgun. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. shit. It's great. Yeah. Love it's, that movie. Uh, it's Paul Verhoeven, who he likes to make... Um, he, well, he did uh, Total Recall, which is another amazingly gory, awesome movie. Uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, Starship oh, Troopers really? is one of my favorite movies. Yep, Starship Troopers, Paul Verhoeven. Yep. He likes to do, he likes to, his movies are like a commentary on the violence and sexuality of America in some way or another. But yeah, I'm a fan of his. Uh, anyway, Gary. So another one I le- learned was um, Ballyhoo, which is talk or writing that is designed to get people interested. Ballyhoo? Ballyhoo. I feel like that's what they yell when like you see old British guys like fox hunting. Is that, mm. am I off there? I, feel like I, I like, have never no. seen um, old British guys fox yeah. hunting, so I don't Are know. They no, no, yes, you have. You've seen it in Mary Poppins, like everyone else in the world. Like, when was the fox hunting season in Mary Poppins? There's yeah. like guys chasing. It's towards the end when they're, they're in the... Uh, remember Dick Van Dyke dancing with cartoon penguins? Yeah, yeah. It's in, that same, it's in the similar scene. Yeah, yeah. It's in that scene where they're all covered with uh, cartoons all over the place. Ballyhoo! A snolly guster. Snolly guster! <laughs> a person, especially a politician, who is guided by personal advantage rather than by consistent, respectable principles. You mean every politician, am I right? <laughs> every, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, word, that word just evolved into politician. <laughs> it was a hacky joke. But. Nah, it was good. My, my over laughter of it made it kind of funny. <laughs> it was worth comparison. It was, okay. it was worth it. Uh, Guardy Lou. Guardy Lou sounds good. What's Guardy Lou? A Scottish term. This is what people living in Edinburgh shouted out their windows as a warning before dumping their slot buckets out the window. That's so, fucking oh, great. They dumped the shit buckets it's out. It's like the saying heads. Yeah. <laughs> Guardy Lou. again. Guardy Lou. Guardy Lou. Guardy Lou. Shit like, coming your way. Good luck. You I'm might get some shit on. Yell that every time I flush the toilet from now on. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. 
It's like usable. That's usable. Oh, why? Because you're dumping buckets of shit out your window a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> I, guess, I guess wrong. What the fuck else are you going to do with all these buckets of shit? <laughs> Every room has to have a bucket of shit in it. What are you going to do with them all? Oh, I have a, a few uh, phrases. Oh, get them out. Well, I've got... Um, was, this is Victorian slang, and it's got the morbs. I got the morbs. What's that mean? Mm. Uh, temporary sadness, like morbs? depression. Morbid? I got the, yeah, like morbs, morb, yeah, morbid, I guess is probably where it comes from. It's an emo the, band name. I got the morbs, <laughs> um, M-O-R-B-S. Like Jagger. Also, uh, got the morbs like Jagger. Got the morbs like Jagger. <laughs> got the morbs. Uh, tight as a boiled owl. <laughs> Uh, means drunk. Tight as a boiled owl. Tight as a boiled owl. And then, uh, just the last one, uh, sauce box, which is slang for your mouth. <laughs> right? Sauce, sauce box. box. Yes, yeah, so it's slang for your mouth. <laughs> your fucking sauce box. Hey, why don't you shut your fucking sauce box, pal? <laughs> if I you spin that at an Italian, <laughs> you would get beat to death. Uh, that's, that's, if someone yelled that at my face while we were in the fight, I would be scared. Mike, yeah. okay, we're cool. We're cool. You win. <laughs> that's my favorite word of the day right there. And then I'd walk, I'd, walk away, I'd walk away and just being like, what the fuck is a sauce? For like two days, I'd just be like, I guess box. this is where I put the sauce. Oh, Did this... you hear that fucking guy? He told me to shut my fucking sauce box. That guy, that guy fucking called you a sauce box? Let's go beat Let's go back pepper. there. Let's go fuck that guy, yeah. Let's go beat the shit out of him and then burn down the Pope. All right, go socks. <laughs> there you go. Go socks. Go, go socks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, so we talked about like I don't know. I, I came across this thing that was like a really bizarre last wish, and I think that potentially it was a, the Hunter S. Thompson thing where Johnny Depp shot his ashes out of the cannon. Oh, that's right. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And then it, I got thinking about like weird last wishes, and, like everyone's always heard of, you know, rich eccentric old lady that leaves money to her pets and all that garbage. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a thing that happens. Uh, Does that really happen? What does pets do with the money? What happens when the dogs die? Dogs no, they, don't usually live. They have uh, handlers that just take care of them. Um, this old lady, uh, Leona Helmsley, <laughs> died at 87, left 12 million mm -hmm. bucks to her Maltese. Okay, but uh, what does the do like dogs need, even if you're pampering the fuck out of a dog? Like they don't need twelve million dollars though. So what are they? Yeah, doing? but you're talking about rich people. You can't rationalize this. No, I know. Because yeah, her, <laughs> her brother was the trustee of it. Um, she yeah. left her brother ten million. Left the dog twelve million. I'm assuming that it's just you know what an insult. An extensive mansion. The dog just has free reign. He just stays in the house, and that money is just paying for this fucking mansion. I know, but still, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess shit for, like, in every room, the house, and buckets of shit. She had a mausoleum and then a space for her dog. So when her dog died, then it went to the mausoleum. And I'm assuming the money after that went to. Uh, the brother, in my okay. eyes, would mean the dog would live about 40 minutes after she died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah like Lex Luthor. You don't have to be a dog murderer, though. Dogs don't live very long. Like, it's compared to us, the humans. I mean, it's a sad fact. But I'm sure that you wouldn't 
uh, be super careful with the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were looking at $10 million that ran around your house shitting on the floor and you were cleaning up, you'd be like, I'd be throwing my ball in the street. <laughs> Go get it. You just shut, you'd be shutting doors really fast right behind you. Like, come on, Scruffy, slam. Shooting beans out of your dick at it. Oh, no. <laughs> now, this one's interesting. Um, Iowa attorney T.M. Zink, he died in 1930 and had such a strong disdain for women that he wished to use his savings to establish a library that would allow no words by female authors or artists and would wow. prohibit, prohibit female patrons. In his will, wow. Zink stipulated, that. this is great, Zink stipulated that his $35,000 be placed in a trust for 75 years and the accumulated son would be used to build the Zink Womanless Library where the entrance, every entrance would bear signs with the words, no women allowed. Uh, so $35,000. This dude has like that is in cell level of just like accumulated for 75 years so zinc's daughter was left five dollars in the same will and mm. okay so the good news good ending to the story she challenged the will successfully nice and the female free learning zone was never built so yeah. i'm assuming she got the money but, yeah but five dollars i looked it up five dollars in 1930 money to now is 837 dollars that's <laughs> solely fucking shit yeah all right I'd be happy with it right now, though. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. One more uh, notable one. In 1841, a poet Heinrich Hein married Eugene Murat Moreau. I don't know. French Moreau, probably an uneducated, boorish and absurdly vain clerk in a parish boot shop. Hein's okay. affection for Eugene was not without its ambiguities. In his will, Hein left her his entire estate on the condition that she remarry. And the reason mm. for that he wrote in this is because then there will be at least one man, he explained, who will regret my death. <laughs> Boy, these guys are like, I'm rich and I fucking hate women. Like, <laughs> I died in 1856. He got that last jab in. Even after I'm dead, I am just going to make sure everybody knows I fucking hate women. Uh, okay. Cool. Oh, uh, Gary, do you have uh, famous last wishes? Well, I just have a, a death row inmate. His name is Jim Edwards. Um, his last request, which was actually dirt, which was just to fulfill a voodoo ritual. Apparently, the demons will see him as dead and not make him a ghost. Like he oh. wouldn't come back to life after that. Okay. So he requested dirt, but they didn't give it dirt. They didn't give it to him. So <laughs> he settled for yogurt. <laughs> yogurt was his last meal. The closest thing to <laughs> oh, dirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yogurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yogurt. Yes. Yeah, so he was trying to. So that's like a spell that you would do so that nobody can weekend at Bernie's you. Right. <laughs> that would be like yeah. a special like I'm going to eat dirt before I die. That way they're never fucking getting into hilarious antics with my. Yeah. His dirt had to be from Raconda. I think that's how it's. But isn't that like a cheese? I'm pretty sure that's black, black Panther. No, that's uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. I, I mean, it's supposed to sound like an African country. It's so it does. Oh, this is a really good one. Uh, Michigan millionaire Wellington Burt, 1919, became known as the legacy of bitterness because he stipulated oh. that his massive fortune could not be paid out until 21 years after the death of his last grandchild. Wow. No one knows why the eccentric and clearly cantankerous lumber merchant made such a strange request and decided to fund his future relatives, which were not alive at the time. He just hated his family with all his fucking heart. It was just like, 
1989, his final surviving grandchild died and the 21 year countdown began. Oh, uh, law- lawyers were responsible for sifting through applications from relatives to identify if they actually were relatives and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, in 2011, the will finally paid out and 12 far removed relatives benefited from one hundred and ten million dollars. Wow. Oh. oh, just out of the goddamn blue. You have no fucking idea who this guy is. So who's giving me this? <laughs> my yeah. kids aren't getting my money. Their kids aren't getting that money. And their kids' kids aren't <laughs> yeah. getting my fucking That's money. Fucking... Bunch of fucking leeches. Get your own money. Exactly. He just hated <laughs> all of them. That's so yeah. cantankerous. Um, I looked up. I did something slightly different just to be fun and rebellious. I looked up famous uh, epitaphs. Ooh. What motherfuckers put on their. That's game. a good twist. Gravestones. Yeah. I always thought it was super cool because one of my absolute favorites, I've always known this, is Mel Blanc, the voice of Bugs Bunny and the, all of the Looney Tunes. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel Blanc uh, on his tombstone, it says that's all, folks. That's beautiful. A fucking curse it does. I yeah, think that's, that's I really like excellent. Dee uh, Dee Ramone has OK dot dot dot. I got to go now, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. <laughs> True to your own spirit reads Jim Morrison's uh, tombstone. And then my absolute favorite is Jack Lemon um, of the famous The Odd Couple duo, him and Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. And it says it just says Jack Lemon in. Oh, that's it. Nice. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I was waiting. You got yeah, me there. It's just Jack Lemon <laughs> in the grave, presumably. Like that's what. But yeah, it's like uh, it's like opening movie credits or something. But it's on his tombstone. Hey, I want to talk about parsecs. Okay. Parsecs, like uh, the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one. So, I mean, we've all all figured out by now that parsecs is a measurement of distance and not time. That's right. Star Wars used it incorrectly, famously. Correct. So I actually want to play this uh, family guy making fun of them. Is it a fast ship? Are you kidding? It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Um... Isn't a parsec a unit of distance, not time? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we all know we all know that little bit, right? From Blue Harvest. Yeah. It's so funny because he's changed so much about the Star Wars trilogy, but not the glaring thing that he fucked up, like a big thing because you he didn't know the parsec thing up. We're gonna get oh, into it. Okay. Do you get think he it. fucked it up? You think I think that, that we have a retconned in Star Wars. Like I know because I've read a bunch of Star Wars um, extended universe books when I was in high school. And I know that they work. There was a workaround for it to make it make sense. Well, then, and, they, yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect. Their workaround was fantastic. Because, okay, go ahead. Hip, t- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell me all about it. So Han attempts to brag about his ship's capability by telling Obi-Wan and Luke that the Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Solo was not pass. making a reference to speed his ship could travel. Rather, the distance to a black hole cluster mid-run, thus using gravity assist and shortcutting the time for his smuggling venture. The Outer Rim Maw. This is a big thing. The outer Rim Maw. Yeah, Star absolutely. Wars. And, yeah. and for all the purists, too, we know that Bo Shek beat Solo's record 
in the the ship the infinity and then solo went back a week later and beat it again beat Boshek's record nice all that shit it actually exists and i don't want people to fucking go about it we're just going to talk about the fucking solo so he still technically holds the record but that's super nerd stuff that i didn't know until i started reading up so, yeah, no, yeah. It'll, the nerd shit will come at you dog it i is... like i like star wars i am not that nerd though yep yep yep, yep. i feel you i mean i i'm closer to that fucking uh, ma. Nerd. <laughs> but uh, but still, I pull myself fucking back because it is a quick drop off into uh, harassing black actresses on Instagram because they were in a Star Wars movie <laughs> like it. Fandom gets dirty, dude. Quick. Yeah, it's silly. All right. So that's beside the point. A parsec is a real unit of distance used by astronomers to calculate the distance of stars. The term parsec is a portmanteau, and I might oh. be pronouncing that really wrong, or a blend of words. No, portmanteau is right. Okay. The parallax of one second, and I couldn't find this term anywhere, but this is, I've always called it a parallel access arc second. I don't fucking know what that is. Well, you're going to find out here in just okay. a second, buddy. It's just funny that you have a way of saying that extremely obscure thing. I heard it somewhere, but that's not what it's called. It's called a parallax of one second. So a parsec is approximately 3.26 light years away. So how do we get to a parsec? Why 3.26? I don't know. It sounds pretty random. So picture the sun with the earth to one side. Sun, earth off to the side, right? Okay. Now focus out on a distant star. Okay. Now hold that thought and fast forward six months to where the earth is on the opposite side of the sun. Okay. Okay. So the angle between the sun, earth, and star on both sides of that star will give us the distance using simple math, knowing the distance between the earth at both sides of the sun, right? So simple experiment, simple experiment. Okay. Hold your hand all the way out with your thumb up. Doing it. Look through your left eye at something across the room. Okay. Now look through your right eye. Okay. Okay, so camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two, the distance changes, right? So if you know, if you know the exact distance between your eyes, then you know that that is a straight line and the two angles, you can calculate the distance by using very simple math. Okay, so the units originated in Babylonian times is actually influenced by the Sumerians. Sumerians, I love those guys. Forever. It was used in land surveying, navigation, optics, and even marksmanship. The Babylonians divided the sun's perceived motions across the sky of one day into 360 degrees. Each degree was subdivided into 60 minutes, and each of those was subdivided into 60 seconds. Wow, that's where we get modern time from, then. Yep. It's like Sumerians, is that what you said? or who It was, was the Babylonians, but Babylonians. they were the Sumerians. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we still use these angular measurements today in modern astronomy, right? right. So an arc second is 1 360th of a degree okay 360 degrees in a day so it's sure. a really small measurement yes so the first modern publicized measurement was used in 1838 by frederick wilhelm bessel it was used to measure 3.5 parsec distance of 61 signi so it's a star in 1838 he found out how far away that was wow shit this is what happens when you don't have television yeah, no, you're like, a lot more productive. People just look up at <laughs> yeah. the stars, man. You know what I mean? Like, And think of light pollution. And you don't have outside, yeah, outside lights. It's a lot of ancient people looking up at the sky, seeing shit moving, seeing shit falling through our atmosphere. It was, yeah. everything is magic until science defines it. So why, so how did George Lucas hear this word? And why did he? He was making a his, space movie, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So he just like looked up space terms. And he needed, he needed a measurement of distance. And so he was like, that's the one. Yeah. I'll get yeah. this one. Grab this high-priced nerd. 
Yeah, so that's the idea, right? The closer you can get to that, uh, the the black hole is the maw. Right. So the closer you get to that black hole, the faster you're going to make the run. I never realized that that was an element of it. I always, yeah, I made an under 12 parsecs was like, if you you can safely travel at. Missile run was 20 parsecs away from that black hole, but he's cutting it into 12. So he's yeah. using the gravity cyst and, and going around it. Because he's fucking Han Solo. Indeed. So anyways, that's that's where that comes in. So it is a measurement of distance. It's 12 parsecs away from that black hole. Huh. That's super fascinating. I love it. I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, by Lucas developing arrogance in Han Solo's character and the subsequent deaf ears it falls on, we actually find a tidbit of very interesting real world knowledge that helps us find our place in the galaxy, regardless how long ago or how far away it is. Oh, that's very nice. Ah. That's a very nice ending. <laughs> I like that. Fascinating. Yeah, I need to learn more science on this fucking show. Do more shit like that. That is awesome. Uh, as far as understanding our position in the galaxy or the universe or however we did it, the Voyager uh, that Carl Sagan and NASA sent out, which has like less processing power than a key fob does yes. oh, today. Yeah. Like it, it's so amazing. They're still what, going to what we did. It's yeah, they're still heading out and they might have completely left solar. You know, it's getting more solar radiation from in front of it than it is behind from behind it. Now. It left the heliosphere. We uh. stuck a thing on the side. You know, it has that golden record on it that has like a bunch of sounds from America and it has like a Chuck Berry song. Oh, yeah. On that record, there is a design that's like, here's how you play the record. And this is what we look like. There's like a naked man and a woman like outline. And then it's here's our position in the universe. So we we show up, we send unsolicited nudes and our home address to, yep. <laughs> uh, to aliens. Completely unsolicited. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and a mixtape. Uh, I have a prediction that in the next hundred years, both of those Voyager crafts will be in the Smithsonian. What the fuck? How would that be possible? We are going to get so advanced in the next hundred years that we will be able to so far oh, surpass catch them, them that we're just going to grab them and bring them back and they're going to be in a museum. That maybe would not a hundred, maybe in the next 500 years. Yeah. Those will be in a museum. They're, they're going to be uh, right, sitting right next to the Fonzie's jacket. Yeah, there's no reason for them to be out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that is, that's fucking awesome, though. That would be amazing if mm -hmm. we could advance that far that we could catch them. That would be crazy. Stick the beans in the dick, light the Pope on fire. Do whatever you got to do out there to fucking make it through this crazy mixed up world. Again, we do appreciate you spending time here with us. Uh, we will be back as uh, often as we can. And until then, we have the email completely unsolicited at gmail.com. Send us a thing. Send us anything. Send us something you want us to talk about or something you want Brent to deep dive into. Uh, tell us we suck. Tell us we rule. Do whatever. Um, <laughs> please interact with us. <laughs> we do appreciate all the downloads, though, and we hope you enjoy it. So, uh, I've been Brady Birkenmeyer. I'm Brent Wilkinson, and I'm Gary Berg. And this podcast has been completely unsolicited. Go socks. Go socks. <laughs> Go socks. Hey, Dommy, welcome to Beantown. Shoot a couple things out of your dick. Maybe light the pope on fire. Go socks. Hey Tommy, why don't you shut your fucking sauce box? Keep you. We did it. We did it. We did it.
been great okay. getting drunk with you. How long did we go? Oh, I've got Four. like about an hour and a half, but we okay. I'll get it. I'll get it edited that hour and a half edited down to, you know, 26 minutes. Uh, try to try better. Uh, see you next time. All right, guys. I'll Bye. miss you. Bye. <laughs>